That Naturopathic Podcast. TNP. Hello there. Hi, and thanks for joining us. I'm Dr. Michelle Pobega, naturopathic doctor. And I'm Dr. David Miller, ND, and we hear your frustrations. This show is for you. This show is for you if you're feeling like your current healthcare strategy is not getting to the root cause or the underlying reasons for your health. This show is for you if you've been told that you're fine, but you definitely don't feel very well. This show is for you if you're walking out of your doctor's office with one, two, three, four, or even five medications without any mention of diet, lifestyle, or a long-term game plan. This show is for you if you've got several specialists taking care of you, but no one is really putting all the pieces together. This show is for you if you believe that health should be part of healthcare. These problems have solutions. We know it. Our patients know it. And we want you to know it. Naturopathic medicine is the solution that you should know about. Hey everyone, Dr. Dave here. As you probably know, this podcast is all about getting the word out there that naturopathic medicine has got some serious game. Educating and inspiring our listeners to work towards and achieve better health is what it's all about. But just like it takes energy and effort to invest in and strive towards greater health, it takes energy, effort, and financial support to do all the podcast things necessary to keep this message coming at you. So please afford me a moment to share our gratitude and give a real heartfelt thank you to our show sponsor, Cytomatrix Canada. Their patient focus focused vision of improving health outcomes with the use of high quality naturopathic doctor designed supplements is 100% in alignment with what we're trying to do here at the podcast. Their enthusiasm for supporting what we're trying to do for you, the listener, encourages us to keep producing content that will inform and inspire. Thanks again to our sponsor, Cytomatrix Canada. Okay, welcome to another episode of That Naturopathic Podcast. It's Dr. Dave Miller here. I'm a naturopathic doctor, and I've got my naturopathic doctor friend, Michelle Pobega, here with me. Hear that, Kono? Your enthusiasm is next level today. I respect it, and I appreciate it. Thank you, David. Well, you and and the other naturopaths get it when I have to say the naturopathic doctor. For the Ontario naturopaths, they really get it. So let's move on from that. Because most people don't care about that just the natch pass like to have a bit of fun yeah we like. To what's going on not much i mean it's it's well liar today, you bought liar. something you bought something very exciting recently i did i did i splurged i splurged on something it's it's a, a fancy little device it's called the somophatic and i have some colleagues that have it and i've been it's been on it keeps popping up on my radar and when something somophatic Somavetic. And if something okay. keeps popping up on my radar, I'm always like, okay, I have to look into this more. Um, and it's a device that's supposed to help with just mitigating some of the electromagnetic fields and like the 4G, 5G frequencies from cell phones and all that kind of stuff um, that we get from the inundation of technology that we live around. Um, it also apparently, according to my colleagues and research and studies and testimonials and the things it can help with like heart rate variability and calming the nervous system. People sleep better. And at this point in time, I've, this has been something that's been on my mind for really for a while. And I remember hearing about it when I worked at the big carrot, there was a really interesting dude. His name is Francis. He was like, I know Francis salt of the earth kind of dude in the sense that he wore only natural fibers Um, He changed his last name to ashwagandha, which is a herb. He like legally changed his last name to Francis Ashwagandha. And I was like, you're the best. Um, And he was, he would talk about stuff and this would be like, I don't know, probably like seven, eight years ago when I was there. And I'd be like, okay, Francis, no big deal. Like you're kind of whatever. And he would bring in technology that would help 
to put things on your cell phone to help with EMFs like Aries Tech. And he brought in a company called Go Earthing so that people can connect with the Earth's charge a little bit more since we're so disconnected from the charge. And I was like, it all sounds great, but I didn't take it to heart. Um, and now all that kind of stuff keeps coming up on my radar more and more and more. And the impact or the implication it can have on people's sense of health and well being. Um, and there's this term called geopathic stress that kind of goes along that. And I don't know all the ins and outs. So I'm not going to pretend that I'm an expert on this topic. It's just something that I feel like is coming up on my radar more as I continue to see more and more 5G cell phone towers popping up everywhere. I swear to God, every time I turn my head, I'm like, was that there yet last week? Like, I feel like they're just, they just keep popping up. Um, and, and, we as humans are electrical beings. We're also energetic beings. And I know this is all naturopathic, but we are energy because that's what physics tells us. Like it's just molecules vibrating at energies and we're no different as humans, but we are also electrical beings. We create electrical conductivity and the, the, the theory and the ideas and even the research that's being done on this type of stuff is that things like EMFs and 5g and all the stuff from radiation and electrical conductivity and power lines and all these different things, they are this quote unquote source of geopathic stress that can affect the electricity that we as humans conduct. And then that can affect brain, heart, neurological system, muscles, because all of that has to run with electricity. So I'm just, I'm just interested in this topic now. And I bought this little Soma Vedic to see if creates a little bit more harmony, at least in my home environment. Cause if I can at least control my home environment a little bit more and take some mm -hmm. of the pressures of those new stresses that we as humans have created that our bodies have not adapted or evolved to be able to adapt to yet. Um, I would like to take the pressure off of some of that because I don't know, like I'm, I think COVID has made us all exhausted, but then a lot of people in the last year, and again, you could, I don't, I can't say there's a direct cause and effect me noticing all these 5g towers everywhere is ridiculous but everyone's like i have headaches i have this or my work building has all those towers put on top of the work building and every time i go in there i feel sick but when i come home i feel better and i don't know if it's just work stress or if it is the effects of these things but i think it's something that needs to be discussed more so anyways i bought this little device we'll see how it goes it was a it was a bit of an investment but I feel like if it's an investment that improves my quality of health, then that's a worthy investment in my mind. And we'll see. Mm -hmm. But, but it, it all kind of came from like me having more discussions about this with people who are a little bit more like-minded and, and have a bit of a better understanding about these kinds of stressors on the system and people coming in complaining more about headaches and more fatigue and more insomnia and more this and that. And just feels like everything's been amplified over the last two years. And I'm sure there's a lot of things that are, that are causing that. Um, but I think that I would be remiss to, I think, I think it'd be really ridiculous to say that like electromagnetic fields and all the electricity and electronics are around are not having an impact on us in some way. There you go. Form. Absolutely. Right. And, and I, I, I think, you know, we have, we have different centers of gravity on this, which we, we chatted about. And, and I think that's cool that we can have different centers of gravity on this, but there's so many things we can agree on Yeah. when it comes to this sort of stuff. Like you're definitely more of an enthusiast um in this subject matter uh than i am but like we've said a couple things there like look we are electromagnetic beings that's that's true it's not all we are we've got yeah but you know we also like you know let's just go back to your basic i remember learning like in physics remember 
light can be seen as a particle or a wave, depending on how you want to look mm. at it. Like, yeah. come on, people. Like, we there's a lot of stuff we don't know. Um, and like, what do we only use like five percent? What do they say? How much of our brain capacity? We I use? don't even like, know. We and do, that's, like exact, and that's that's it. You don't even know, but like, <laughs> but like okay, we so, know we know so little about this world, basically. Um, and I think this was something I brought up to you in our previous conversation was we've had a lot of advancements as a human species in the last 100 to 200 years that has created cars and now electrical cars and then computers and cell phones and technology and smartphones and smart. Now we have like smart washing machines and, and like everything is like technology, technology on overload. And we've also changed our food and our water and there's been, and, and high rises and all these towers and things. And it's all developed in like, what, like the last 100 to 200 years, most of it in the last hundred years, to be honest, the amount of advancement's been crazy. And from an evolutionary perspective, have we been able to advantageously adapt to that i think the jury's still out but i also just feel what like what do you mean have we been able to you mean like physically as a human species or, have we been like... able to yeah physically evolve in a positive way with all these advancements are they having a negative impact on us is our body able to combat that um and and use that information and turn it into something good or just fall neutral or does it create mm -hmm. a deficit I just don't know, right? Like so much has changed in the last hundred years. And I'm just like, how is that impacting our body is always the question in the back of my mind. Well, yeah. And, and that's, I think that's so totally reasonable. So let's hammer home that first sort of point, which is yeah. that um, if to think that these, you know, say EMFs or radio frequency waves or whatever are having zero effect is probably uh, pretty uh, myopic. Yeah. <laughs> Like, let's at least admit that. Yeah. And, and then that gives me an opportunity to, to say one of the things I talked to you about was that there's this concept with human development is that we usually develop um, technology before maybe like um, testing out what it's going to do. Like, and then, and then we definitely develop technology before or ahead of morality a lot of the time. <laughs> yes. Right. Yeah. So like you can have, you can have uh, someone who's like some kind of like warlord using like a, a U.S. Javelin missile or a stinger, you know, surface to air missile. Like you don't need to be morally astute to get a handle of some technologically advanced stuff. I think that's a key. Yeah, that's a key thing. And, I and then we like we are like little boys with a toy, right? Like that's how yeah. we often are. Is like we, we developed cars. Like I said earlier, we developed cars, internal combustion engine. Amazing. Uh, whoops global warming or whatever like right. you know we'll, oh, we'll deal with that later and yeah, then the, the consequences are not really understood when we exactly. create this advancement we're all excited about the advancement but not thinking about long-term consequences exactly and I, yeah. I think that's I think that's really important and then it, it goes into this you know part of part of my thing when we got you know we were talking discussing debating whatever you want to call it about like how some of these biohacking things happen and it's like okay so do we continue down the development of like technologically advanced biohacking or technologically advanced like machines that uh, do this or that or the other thing or do we just um go camping yeah you know and and and, yeah. and it's and we that's and we we were like well there's good sides you can see like the appeal to to both and to you both. can see the problems with both yeah absolutely and i feel like and i and i want to go back to just like more of like a um 
a simple, a simple reason as to why I really wanted to touch base on this is that we are electrical beings, we're energetic beings, we're emotional beings, there's physicality to us too. But like the physical is really just molecules vibrating at energy, right? At the end of the day, that's what physics says. Like a table, I always say we're living in the matrix and people laugh at me because like a table is the illusion of a solid matter because the structure of the, of the, of the molecules vibrating creates that that look or that vibration to create something that feels solid. It trips me up when I stop and think about that. It's actually, and apparently it needs consciousness to even be like that too, or oh, something. Really? Like oh, then okay. it, well, oh, then that, it gets, you're now you're on another level of me by having my mind blown. Cause I'm just like, even just thinking about the molecules, creating something solid is already like, <laughs> that is, but it is, it should, it should right? make you, it should make you, uh, no, I'm sorry. If you had, if you want to finish no, it's that okay. one. Okay. It's like, okay. Like, um, even, I don't know, another physics thing that always th- like threw me for a loop. And these, this stuff's been known for like like 100 years or something. Yeah. Like yeah. Heisenberg, Heisenberg's uncertainty principle, basically like the, uh, the act of observing something changes the outcome. Mm. Like that means consciousness is having some effect on the whatever you want to, if you even right. want to call it, like some reality. It's, it's okay. So, and then physics, energy can't be created or destroyed. It's only transferred. So like, even the interaction here, there's an exchange of energy that's happening. That's affecting us both, even though we're like doing this on zoom, like it's wild. The world is. is wild. Like the, how this is and like, and like, just look at the, like, if we're looking at the video, which on the podcast, no one's going to see, but like the amount of different things just in the frame of this picture box and the different colors. And just like the fact that are that carbon molecules and some hydrogen and some whatever can all come together and create this massive, vast, array of things we have in this world blows my mind. But anyways, the reason I wanted to bring all this up is that Jesus, I can go on tangents, can't I? And (laughs) was that we do have to get charged by certain things because we are electrical, we are energetic, and there are things that recalibrate us and recharge us and re and reinvigorate us and, and, and do all these things for us. And I think there are some basics like sun, the sun is one way that's supposed to communicate with the body, but then what do we do? We're inside all the time. We're in, in unnatural lighting and fluorescent lighting in buildings. We wear sunscreen because we've all been had the fear of God about cancer and OS and melanoma. And then we wear suns, sunglasses and it blocks the light from our eyes and through our eyes is one of the biggest way the sun communicates with us for 24 mm-hmm. hours circadian rhythm. Exactly. Right. So we do these things that interfere, intercept the natural way of nature communicating with our body and, and helping our body, um, just be vital in this world. Same with water, but we've chemically manipulated our water with, with pollutants. And then we have to add chemicals to clean it. And then our food and then big agro has come in and done pesticides and monocropping and genetic modification. And then the other thing too, is just nature. We don't really exist in nature anymore. We have these concrete jungles that are called big cities. We live in high rises. We have plastics on the bottom of our shoes that disconnects us from, from the earth's vibration in the core and there's an electromagnetic field that the earth gives off that we're supposed to be recharged by and we've which sounds whack right like i'm just for anyone who's listening going like this sounds whack it's not like grounding is a thing and it's a thing and i think some of it's a studied thing (laughs) let's say some of the things that i'm gonna yeah i'm gonna say but my lovely partner in crime here uh michelle some of it even sounds like a little bit on the more side of whack to me, I think someday we'll realize a lot of it's not Yeah. maybe all of it, maybe not all, but like a lot of it's not. And I think um, it's important to, to uh, temper your enthusiasm for your, your worldview and, 
and and the first, I mean to all of us, right? Like, mm-hmm. um, there's so I I want to make sure that if people are listening, going, what do you mean? Well, th- we probably thought this grounding thing was BS a while ago. It's not. It's not. You know, like ten years touching- ago, I ten years ago I rolled my eyes at it. Yeah. And and yeah. and now there's more research about it. But the reason I was saying this is that those are four common things that we know: water, food, sun, and the earth. Like we as humans and as animal species that's really the basic foundations for us to survive. And as our world has evolved and as humans have evolved, we've disconnected more and more from those things in their, mm-hmm. in their natural state and in their best state. And that's kind of the premise of what we're going to and And how do we begin to reconnect with those things in a modern day society is kind of the whole topic of this. Yeah. So and do I we go forward? Bring that in. Do we go forward or like boring me dave says do we maybe go backward a little bit and i don't mean backward in like a uh a, a necessarily a bad way but honoring some of the basics like i'll, I'll take this opportunity yeah. to tell the the story of yes tell your story no, no. okay so i worked as a summer student at uh, bruce power which is a uh, nuclear uh plant and and i it was it wasn't a very great job for me this is no slam on the place or anything i just didn't enjoy it i it was a crazy setup i was sort of useless i felt like dead weight so no real meaning purpose i got i got sort of like it, it, there's like an internal stress that came from just like why am i coming to work well i had got a good paycheck so thank yeah. you for that yeah <laughs> but then you know i got very very tired uh because I, I adrenal fatigue sort of kicked in and i was getting tired around like you know one two, 3 PM as most naturopaths know, that's like when, if you have adrenal sort of fatigue symptoms, you get tired mm-hmm. around that time. And that was happening like crazy every day. And then at some point, and this is like, I don't know, 15 or something years ago, maybe 16, 17 years ago. Uh, I went for a trip during that summer, uh, down the Spanish river, uh, paddling, uh, canoeing. And, uh, so, you know, four days just out in the bush camping, on the river, getting the sun, getting mm-hmm. water from there, you know, like everything yeah. was, was just sort of in line with some of the laws of nature. I'm sleeping on the ground. So I'm grounding even while I sleep. Um, you know, there's the sounds, there's this, there's everything's there for your nervous system to sort of recalibrate. Yeah. Which is what happened. I didn't know it, but then I came back to work and I was like, bright-eyed and bushy-tailed every day after that for the rest of the summer mm-hmm. my nervous system in some sense just completely recalibrated from that that four days in in nature yeah. and I just think that's that's amazing that's kind of like if any biohacking machine does that does that in four days that that would be amazing so but how how do we you know how do you always how are we going to be able to do that in day-to-day life you're going to be able to just go camping uh for four days every i don't know month i don't know yeah. and then what do you like yeah. you said what do you do in the winter dave i don't know exactly so this is just where the conversation is is now that it's getting nicer outside this is where having a pet is sometimes a good idea because if you have to go walk a dog you're forced to go outside at least a little bit <laughs> i feel like maybe i need to get a dog so i can, because i fall i fall victim to not even connecting with nature as well or as much or as frequently as I could, not even as I should, but as I could, because technically I could make time to do that. And I still don't because I get entrapped with 
the hustle and bustle of this life that we all live. Um, but I was literally talking to my mom today and you know, she's, she's, she's older and she's always felt like she was talking to me. She's like, I was in my garden and I was doing some gardening. And if I don't have to wear my gloves, cause nothing's sharp, I'm just using my regular hands. She's like, and I always feel so much better after I garden. And mm-hmm. then I told her, I was like, mom, that's great. And I said, you know what you can do also every day is first thing in the morning, ideally before 10 AM for the sake of the sun. So as the weather gets nicer, this is what I give a rule of thumb to some of my clients too. As the weather gets nicer, take advantage of the nicer weather. If you're, if I, if I have you drinking a morning lemon water with salt, then go outside, drink that barefoot, walk on the grass, no sunscreen, take in some sun because now you're getting some sun without any filter. And now you're also grounding through our feet, which is mostly how we're supposed to be doing it and touching nature. And then you're mm-hmm. also drinking your lemon water and salt. Um, mm-hmm. so, <laughs> and as I can make it part of your morning routine. So that's what I do when the weather's nice. I, I take my morning water I go outside and I'm outside for seven, seven, 10 minutes. Sometimes I do some yoga or stretching on, on the lawn, but my feet are always barefoot on the grass. And mm-hmm. there are studies to show that this earthing or is, is, a, is a thing and it helps reset your charge. And if you can see the sun before 10 AM, that helps with your circadian rhythm which is your 24 hour clock of hormone excretion. And then your grounding, which it's your 24 hour clock of everything, everything. Right. And then you're grounding yourself and people find that just the act of grounding can help with inflammation with mood, with stress, Mm -hmm. with, it helps like recalibrate various things that really affect us in modern day society that, you know, and it's simple, it's simple. Mm -hmm. You can do that every day. doesn't mean Mm -hmm. camping every day, but maybe you just devote five minutes a day to do that. But we're busy, you know, like, right. and, and it's, um, I don't, so, so how much of this comes from like, do we need, do we need more like kind of minimalism, uh, well, in our yeah. lives? Probably, but yeah, that, and that's where I get it now. Now does the, does, cause we talked about these, the, the, what sort of started this was the biohacking sort of, or these different kinds of devices. Yeah. And it's like, yeah, okay. So now do we believe more, do we go for okay, do we work? I made fun of New York. Let's, let's throw New York under the bus. You know, they got their own time, New York minute. Right. So like, <laughs> you know, you know, like, do, do you go, Oh yeah, I, I, I killed it at work today. I worked like my 12 hours and then I got home and I got in front of my juve light and then went on my grounding mat. And then I put on my, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. is that, is that what, yeah. I mean, that's an exaggeration, but exaggerations are helpful for trying to understand. Mm-hmm. But, you know, but maybe someone who lives in a high rise and doesn't have a backyard, that's something that they think it helps them. I don't know. Yeah. So I feel like there's pros and cons because even for myself. And individualized maybe, Michelle? Exactly. And so as much as I think it would be great to simplify and slow down, and I always joke around how my partner and I just want to get off the grid and go live on a farm and just like disconnect from all this stuff. The reality is, is like, I still like to watch a little bit of Netflix. I still like to connect with people on my phone. I still talk to people on the computer. If I'm living further away, I'm probably going to do video chats. Then I'm still around EMFs and whatever. And Mm -hmm. by virtue of my practice, I'm in front of my computer taking electronic medical records for Mm -hmm. my notes, for my charts. So I'm always in front of a computer. So for me, Mm -hmm. buying something like a somavetic or a device or something that helps mitigate EMFs to some degree helps for my day to day, in addition to me finding ways to slow down. So I think that sometimes it's, it's not always a one or the other, and it's not always an extreme, but maybe trying to find a balance between the two Mm -hmm. to like introduce 
some things that help mitigate some of the modern technology, but also finding ways to slow down and reconnect with like how we're really supposed to do that with nature. I don't, I don't know. There's got to yeah. be a happy no, medium between the two. I think so. Yeah. I'm, 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 <clears throat> I'm glad we've, I'm glad we've had this chat. Like uh, another thing, you know, maybe having that is a environmental reminder of the importance of some of the basic things. Yeah. And even if, even if that, that not even if that's the only thing I'm, I'd imagine most of these biohacking things do something good. I don't know if they do everything they're told. They, they say they do on the marketing page. Yeah. And I'd I don't imagine know they all about do, them all either. So yeah. I mean, how can you keep up, keep up, but like, yeah. I'd imagine they do something, something good. Most of them. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, if it's kind of like having a, yeah, like an environmental trigger reminder around you to, you know, to be aware of those things and honor those things and go out and do your, you know, go do your grounding or make sure that you, um, you know, drink your filtered water or your water that has your, is remineralized or whatever. Like, yeah. Yeah. I, I think it's, as we, as we talked, I realized, yeah, there's the individualization came up. Yeah. That that's interesting. We didn't talk about that when we had our little pre-talk, our little, uh, huddle before. Um, and I think that's important. Like for me, where I am much easier to go to the park. Yeah. Probably than like, I mean, like a provincial park is not that far from me. Yeah. But if you live in Toronto, might not be as easy. Exactly. And you know, it's, it's different for everyone. And, uh, I don't know. I, I, part of me, part of me leans more towards, I think we need to slow the down, do less, uh, do less like stuff. Um, but that's part of this huge tidal wave that is our culture. So good luck swimming against that current. Yeah. No, I hear you on that. And I was, as you were saying that, and I was like, that sounds great, but not everyone will know how to implement that. Cause if they're working in a job where they just downsized and everybody's workload got increased Mm -hmm. and, you know, and then, and then that's, that's what I hear a lot is like, yeah, my company downsized. And then I took on uh, part of the role of the person that got fired and it was dispersed. And now I have more workload and blah, blah, blah. And I'm just kind of like, oh my God, how do we begin to help this person? Mm -hmm. And, and telling them to slow down, they would be like, nice try. What else you got? You know what I mean? Um, so it, it is that individualized, it is the individualized thing. I think as a society, we have, we just keep turning the volume up on being busy. Yeah, and that's, sure. that's like, that's on a, a scale all across the board. And it's, there's minor variations between people's professions and what they do for a living. But for the most part, we really turn the volume up on just the act of being busy. So yeah. telling people to slow down, you're kind of like, how the frick, pardon me, yeah. how the frick do I do that? Yeah. When the pace of life is so insane. Um, but it but I and feel like it's never been more important because of that too. But it's hard the paradox. to find. Yeah. That's the paradox. And yeah. and you run the risk of looking like a complete psycho, weirdo, whatever, when you go against yeah, what is the I mean, we already hey, listen, any naturopaths out there or whatever, you know what's like going against you, you're you're not conventional. And it or there's stressors. And, and I'm not, it's not a, I'm not being whinging and whiny, but there's stressors that go along with not being conventional. And if yeah. you, you know what I'm, if you know, yeah. then, you know, um, I'm, I'm the weirdo that when it's not 
it's too cold for me to be able to put my feet on the grass. I go to the park and I, I am this, I am this person. I will literally take my hands and I'll put them on a tree <laughs> and I'll just stand there with the tree for like five minutes while I listen to some yeah. tunes and hope that I get something from That's touching awesome. nature. And I don't care who looks at me. I'm like, I'll be that weirdo woman in the, in the park. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, uh, funny you brought that up too. Cause I remember from, oh, this is when I first started practicing, there was a, there was a study of people holding hands or uh, hugging a tree, their blood pressure went up. So this, uh, yeah, I'm not, so I'm, not, I'm not a total crazy person. Only I'm a little, a bit, little crazy, bit Just a Yeah, bit. <laughs> you're a little bit crazy. And that's why we love you. Yeah, thank you. Um, but yeah, that's, I think the, I think, uh, yeah, fairly organically, I think we came to the idea, like, it's, it's hard, but we have yeah. to do, we have to honor some of the, in some way, you have to honor some of the physiological basics with whatever we do, whether it's camping or some um, some other strategy. Yeah. Or maybe it's like, maybe it's like once a week, you just drive out of the city and go walk in a forest for an hour. Yep. And maybe that's all you can do one hour on the weekends. That's it. Well, actually, I, and I was showing you, there's this a prescription for nature, uh, parksprescriptions.ca. Oh, yes. And I think this is very interesting. This is quite conventional. You, you could say the word conventional, uh, it says connect to the evidence, connect to nature. So this is not like nature is getting some getting the the cred she, that she she's deserves. getting a major shout out yeah and so soon you I, I think you can get prescribed um like a some sort of nature habit or nature prescription um which is really cool that we're actually getting to that point so um yeah nature's nature's a bit of what we need but it's also it, it's it's like it's like a slippery bar of soap right now it's really hard to get your hands on it just because your life's so busy everything's expensive so you got to make the dough you yeah. might want to uh, you know like it's it's hard to it's hard to make it work but you got to make something work with regards to like nature cure which we've done an episode with rich Vuksinich, um which i highly recommend people listening to as well um gotta do something that's it. I feel and just like just bring it back to what we you kind of mentioned more in the middle beginning is that <clears throat> all these advancements we've had we can't just expect them to have a, a zero effect on us. Whether it's positive or negative might be it might be yeah. to be determined, but we can't just assume they don't have an effect on us. And there is a lot of research. I think St. Michael, Michael's Hospital was doing research on the effects of EMFs. There's a lot of that type of research going on because we are literally swimming in radio waves and electromagnetic waves and frequencies and stuff that have been man-made and they don't necessarily align with natural, natural frequencies, human frequencies, et cetera. So there, there's a lot of, there's a lot of interest in, in studies going into this. Now I'm not up to date on all of it. Well, I Michelle, can't talk Michelle, about the details, I, but I'm interested. Michelle, that, that, that people who are doing those studies are brave and they are not, um, let, let me just, let me just reframe this. Actually research, uh, follows money. <clears throat> yeah. And, and money and politics go together. If you don't know that, then I think it's, well, you should know. Um, <laughs> and if you don't know, now you know. <laughs> so the fact that 
So, so the proportion, I, and I only learned this actually during like doing a lot of research during our COVID time was I had this uh, ideal. I mean, I guess I, I like to be like a practical idealist in some ways as an naturopath or just as a person. Uh, I had the idea that if research is good and should be, should be done and valuable, there will be money for it, but it's not really the way things go. The money determines where the research goes to a large right. extent. And so right. um, it's amazing that people are doing that because you can, like, we all have cell phones, you and I are talking on devices, uh, you know, I got this light on, like, it's probably not going to be, it'll be an uh, uh, inconvenient truth or whatever, when all this stuff gets found to be, you know, detrimental to some degree, probably. So right. Like you said, like all of this technology drives profits to very big businesses. And if they're the ones that are doing the funding for studies, then things that are going to go against the use of these particular products yeah. potentially yeah. might not be something that will be very welcomed into the mainstream. So anybody who's doing something that goes against the norm is always a very brave and courageous person. But medical professionals. And like I said, I think there was something at St. Mike's about EMFs and it was years ago too, that they started looking into it. It's not a new thing. It's mm -hmm. just not talked about. And I think a lot of people take it for granted because if you can't see it, you can't directly feel the impact on it. Like you turn on the lights and suddenly you feel ill. It's hard like an x-ray, like you don't right? feel it, but it's, right. trust me, it's doing you're, something. You're on your cell phone all the time, but because you don't feel the, you don't get mm -hmm. a headache immediately when you turn on your cell phone or, mm -hmm. or something like that. It, 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 we, we take for granted the long-term impact of having these devices around us literally 24 seven, which is why my mm -hmm. bedroom has to, like, I'm trying to make it a device-free bedroom. Like there's no TV in there. There's no computers. Mm -hmm. Um, James and I still have a habit sometimes of like, sin is all I still, I, I will admit, I still have a habit of like sometimes falling asleep to watch Netflix and on my phone and then I put it away and then I put it on airplane mode, but it's still by my bed. And what I mm -hmm. really should do is just not bring my phone into my room. I would, I would prefer to try to make it a device-free room. So at least one room is chill, right? You're saying naturopaths aren't perfect. <clears throat> no, I'm yeah. sorry. I know I gave that illusion and I'm sorry I shattered it to everybody. <laughs> well, that's, that's the paradigm. Again, that's like the, it's kind of like the irony of this. So thank I you know. for listening on your device of some sort to us yeah. talking about not listening to your devices too much. It's not even but, about not listening. It's just finding the balance. Yeah, exactly. And I, I guess uh, while listening on said device, you know, take, take the strategy of just doing something uh, to reconnect to some degree with nature um, and, and, you know, going back to those real basic fundamentals that, we talk about a lot of the time, just do that. And, uh, and that's probably the way forward for now. Yeah. I don't know if we can change the use of technology so much, but maybe we can begin to disrupt the pattern of how we use it a little bit better and just go a bit more grassroots or go to the Spanish river and go canoing. That's it for, for four, four days. days there done once a month. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hug a tree guys go hug a tree. That's the easiest thing you can do. Yeah. Oh gosh. Anyways. Okay. Thanks for letting me, thanks for help letting me like kind of just brainstorm and go on about this topic. Cause it's just been something that's been on my mind and a conversation I've been having with clients. So I just felt like it was just so much on the forefront of my mind that I couldn't stop thinking about it. And then, and there's so much more to be discovered, but like Dave and I agree, it's just like 
find ways to simplify, even if it's just for 10 minutes a day and just go back to basics. I like it. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Cool. Bye everyone. Bye. Thanks for listening. That Naturopathic Podcast. TNP. Hello there. Hey everyone, Dr. Dave here. As you probably know, this podcast is all about getting the word out there that naturopathic medicine has got some serious game. Educating and inspiring our listeners to work towards and achieve better health is what it's all about. But just like it takes energy and effort to invest in and strive towards greater health, it takes energy, effort, and financial support to do all the podcast things necessary to keep this message coming at you. So please afford me a moment to share our gratitude and give a real heartfelt thank you to our show sponsor, Cytomatrix Canada. Their patient focus focused vision of improving health outcomes with the use of high quality naturopathic doctor designed supplements is 100% in alignment with what we're trying to do here at the podcast. Their enthusiasm for supporting what we're trying to do for you, the listener, encourages us to keep producing content that will inform and inspire. Thanks again to our sponsor, Cytomatrix Canada.